Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. We give them away, unlike those other radio talk shows that want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours is free. Enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. Well, you know, if you're listening to this show tonight in our uh, in Alabama on our affiliate WVNA 1590 you may just be a terrorist uh, according to the Alabama state government according to the Department of Homeland Security in Alabama their Alabama division also uh, this is actually what they did was apparently um, Alabama's Department of Homeland Security just ripped off this description from a Pennsylvania website but nonetheless it does appear or did appear earlier today on an Alabama Homeland Security website. And what I'm talking about is a webpage that claims that those who are anti-government are potential domestic terrorists. They, I mean, they don't mince words here. They're, they're not saying that you are a domestic terrorist. They're just saying that you could be one if you are someone who believes in freedom, liberty, you know, the founding fathers... In fact, they, I'll give you the specifics from their website here in a few moments. But I'm actually having to pull this from the Pennsylvania site because this story's gotten so much attention today that the Alabama Department of Homeland Security has mysteriously pulled the page from their site. Is this because of that uh, militia that they picked up down there? I don't know. But I know they did. Uh, was that in Alabama where that happened? Uh, it was It was down there somewhere, and I, I think Alabama was where it was. Well, whatever. Um, obviously... Uh, they're going to try to play it off as though, well, okay, you're not really a terrorist until you use violence in order to achieve your means. And, you know, that would probably be the case. But the idea that they're suspecting liberty-loving individuals of being terrorists, that's a, that's a little spooky, isn't it? Kind of just, you know, the next step down the path of tyranny towards the tyr- uh, more tyrannical state. Yeah, you know, um, the fiercely independent sort is by no means uh, terrorists. I would consider myself fiercely independent. I am not going to use violence against the government. Um, I I take umbrage at the fact that they would point a finger at me. Um, I'm not in either one of those states, so I don't have to worry about it. I'm in a state that's, you know... Doesn't, state of confusion. It <laughs> doesn't take that sort of, uh, you know, stuff nearly as ser- seriously. Right. So here's what uh, here's what their informational uh, website says. And again, I'm pulling this from the Pennsylvania site. Uh, it says, who are terrorists? After an introduction and a, a, a primer on international terrorists, they then have a section about domestic terrorists. And apparently people that believe in freedom and liberty are right up there with the white supremacists. They, uh, they address the white supremacists first, and then they address uh, the freedom lovers, and then they address what they consider anarchists, which of course are they consider anarchists, those guys that dress in black and throw bombs at uh, protests, mm-hmm. which common misconception about anarchists, that in fact isn't what a true anarchist really is. Nonetheless, domestic terrorists, anti-government groups, often associated with unorganized militias, the anti-government movement actually embraces a much larger variety of groups and causes. And by the way, I don't like being called anti-government. It's just so negative. How about pro-freedom? I think it's more, you know, be careful how you label yourself. You're not anti-government, you're pro-freedom. I don't think... uh... I'm necessarily anti-government. I'm just anti-big government. Right. Uh, the extreme fringe believes that the U.S. government is either the enemy 
or has been subverted by the enemy and must be actively defended against. I would, I would say that I, I probably fit in that uh, latter category. That would, that would make you the extreme fringe, according to this uh, government website. I wonder how big the fringe is, then. Anti-government issues and beliefs. Gun control is a conspiracy to enslave us, starting with the removal of our ability to either defend ourselves or forcefully change our government. Now, most people who believe in the uh, the principles of freedom mm-hmm. are also pretty big supporters of the Second Amendment. They're pretty big supporters of um, gun ownership. They don't uh, the people that I know and the the liberty activists around here in New Hampshire they are nonviolent people. They are people that want to change the system either from the inside through the political process or from the outside through nonviolent means through uh, nonviolent means like protests. And civil disobedience and that sort of thing. Nobody is ever, nobody that we are hanging around has waved their gun in threat of uh, of the state. No, uh, it, th- that would be foolish. It's a good way to have the state uh, swoop down on you and, and crush you. So I mean that that that's silly, and I don't think that that's the way um, that you're going to have a. I think a nonviolent revolution is the only kind that's going to work. And when I say revolution, what I mean is this government is just way too big. I don't have to overthrow the whole government. I just want to get rid of. All, everything that's unconstitutional. Say, uh, says here, anti- it, it's amazing. I'm for the Constitution, and that's revolutionary. You apparently are an extremist, uh, possible domestic terrorist now, according to the Department of Homeland Security. Anti-government activists often believe they've never accepted U.S. citizenship or can renounce it. Now, you don't necessarily fall into that category, but I do. Uh, I. I have no interest in being a U.S. citizen. Well, I don't. I don't want. I don't want their protection because the definition of a citizen is and, and seriously go look it up black's law dictionary that sort of thing um and, and many dictionaries will have this basic definition the definition of a citizen is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for the state's obligation to protect them it's like a supposed to be a trade it's supposed to be a, a mutual voluntary agreement this is in theory okay nobody actually volunteer uh, volunteers into being a citizen besides immigrants Everybody's just born here is automatically deemed a citizen, and it's presumed, unless you say otherwise, that you want the so-called benefits of being a citizen. When, in fact, one could very easily argue that, well, what if you don't want the benefits to being a citizen? In fact, what if it turned out that the entire deal, the entire trade, was a, was a scam, a sham? What would, what would happen then? How would you feel if you found out that, A... The government does not have an obligation to protect you. I know you think they do. The police car doors say serve and protect on them. I mean, you've always been told that government's there to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But what would happen if you discovered that there were multiple Supreme Court cases reaffirming, because the Supreme Court's done this several times, reaffirming that the government has absolutely zero obligation to protect you? What would happen then? Because then that would be a violation of the so-called agreement, which, again, you've never signed. No one has ever actually agreed to this, that it was born here in in America. But the theoretical agreement that uh, you're supposed to give them your allegiance, which means you do what they want you to do as a good little citizen, Mm -hmm. and in return they give you protection. Turns out they don't have to give you protection. So if they don't have to give you protection, why should you have to give them anything? That's what I'd like to know. And if you've got an answer for it, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you're a Alabama Homeland Security agent, or maybe you're one of the other Homeland Security agents around the country that 
also has adopted this policy but just hasn't yet put it up on your website. Because that's all that really happened here. We've we've actually seen stories similar to this in the past, touching on the idea that if if in a police stop, for instance, primers uh, came out after 2001, after September 11th, primers were delivered to police departments around the country. You know, little pamphlets. Isn't that a primer? I I don't know. A- anyway, um, information was delivered to police departments across the country, and that basically said, you know, if you pull somebody over and they start Bringing up the Constitution, you may have a domestic terrorist on your hands. So this is... Yes, I remember that article clearly. Right. This isn't really new news. It's just now they're letting the cat out of the bag again, and they're letting people know that um, if you are a liberty-loving individual, if you are somebody who believes in the, the principles that founded this country, the idea that government should fear the people... Instead of the people fearing the government, the idea that we should be free from governmental control as long as, you know, we should be free so long as we don't harm other people. I mean, these these radical so-called ideas are now being labeled. uh, You may now be labeled as a potential domestic terrorist for espousing them. So I want to know how you feel about this. Uh, Again, this is again from their website. Say uh, They say that federal and state governments do not have the legal authority to levy taxes or interfere with travel or private enterprise by requiring licenses or regulating activity or conduct. Again, we have a number of listeners who, uh, who will agree with that statement. We've had guests who agree with that statement. It's a primer. Primer. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Now we're, uh, we're coming up with more here. 800-259-9231. Want to hear from you. Are you a domestic terrorist because you believe in liberty? This is some sick stuff. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including the wiki, over 1,300 pages created by listeners just like you. It's absolutely free, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You can go in and you can edit virtually anything you see on the wiki. Don't like what something says? Change it. It's up to you. Wiki.freetalklive.com, and it's free. Mother's Day is this Sunday. If you haven't gotten something for mom, go to 1-800-Flowers.com and get her something nice. And they do have some very nice things there. Uh, They've got flowers and special Mother's Day gifts that she'll love, and they will deliver on Mother's Day. That's right. Sunday, they'll deliver. Right. So if you're in big trouble, um, it's, it's less than 24 hours delivery. If you order on Saturday night... She'll get it on Sunday. And don't forget, if you make uh, if you make that order at 1-800-Flowers.com, punch in the code FTL, like Free Talk Live, FTL, in order to save 10%. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Well, the news came out uh, apparently today that, and this was all over the place. I had probably five listeners send me this as a story, uh, that the Department of Homeland Security in the state of Alabama, because every state has their own little state version of the Department, the National Department of Homeland Security. They've got a page on their website, or rather they had the page. Now it's not working uh, because maybe they got hit too many times or they got embarrassed. I don't know. But they pulled the page down off the site. But basically, in a nutshell, it, it said that if you are someone who believes in the Constitution, if you are someone who believes in the Second Amendment, uh, self-defense, if you're somebody that wants drastically less government, 
then you could be a, a domestic terrorist. Now, they're not saying they're going to go and round us up quite yet. And they're not saying that everyone who believes those things is actually a terrorist. They're just saying, you could be. We're suspecting you. You're on our list. You fit a profile. Yeah. And so the, I mean, I could, I could continue on this. Uh, there's, there have been blogs that have been posted all around the, the Internet. And I wish that the actual Alabama website was still up because their information was a little bit more alarmist than the Pennsylvania website that I'd, that I'd read off of in, uh, during the last segment. But they're taking you pretty seriously. If you're somebody who believes in freedom, they're considering you the next potential terrorist. Is that the way it should be in America? Is that the way that you figured things would end up here, where those who are the the most um, those who are the most concerned with the direction this country is going in, as far as towards bigger government, away from smaller government, people that are concerned about that sort of thing, that they are under suspicion. And what does this mean? I mean, what what does this actually translate to when it comes to government spending as far as these Homeland Security Departments have budgets? Right, they're investigating this stuff. And we've seen stories over the years about how these departments have been investigating peace groups. Mm-hmm. They've been infiltrating peace groups. Uh, these, you know, the Quakers that go out and hold signs on the side of the road, no more war. They've infiltrated them as suspected potential terrorists. They're spending your taxpayer dollars infiltrating peaceniks. And theoretically now, if they've infiltrated peacenik groups, then theoretically wouldn't they also have an interest in infiltrating so-called anti-government groups? Don't you think? I would, I'm certain that it's been done. So if you are meeting with a Libertarian Party group or, I don't know, I guess the Constitution Party they're for some smaller government, if you're meeting with some sort of an anti-government group or pro-freedom group, as I would prefer to put it, maybe there's a Fed amongst you. Maybe there's an agent who has uh, appeared recently, or maybe he's been there for a few years. Be careful with who you, uh, who you do business with. Now, of course, if you're not doing anything violent, then theoretically you shouldn't have anything to fear from these guys, but that certainly hasn't stopped them from well, putting people in uh, scary places before. They've thrown people in uh, secret prisons, CIA secret prisons around the world with no notice whatsoever and for no reason whatsoever. Well, let's say that um, you're a, a upwardly mobile FBI agent. Uh, it's your intent to uh, move from sergeant to lieutenant or whatever uh, sort of rankings they have, FBI agent one to S- FBI agent two. Um. And you get placed on the, uh, you know, for the last couple of years, you've been on the Libertarian Party of Alabama watch group. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what your job is. You've inf- infiltrated, you're undercover, you go to their meetings, that kind of thing. Um, what's better for your career? Saying, oh, man, these people just want smaller government and lower taxes. Yeah, um, nothing going on nothing here, Nothing going boss. on here. Or saying... Uh, yes, they're they're a group of terrorist miscreants, and sort of creating. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, creating might be a uh, too proactive of a word, but you know, overemphasizing whatever uh, it is mm-hmm. that's going on there to the point that hmm, maybe we can get a couple of people arrested, a couple of people arrested, a couple of quote unquote terrorists, and it doesn't really matter what they did at that point. Is um, if you can, you know, find some people with AK-47s in their homes, um, not that they've used them for anything, but you know, they're a potential danger to society, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Which one's better for you? Hmm. Good question. 800-259-9231. But, 
888-259-9231. I want to hear from you if you think this is appropriate for the government to be doing. And uh, if you if you think that having an AK-47 in your home is a uh, bad thing, I'd like to read the Second Amendment for you. It says, A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, Shall not be infringed. You know that doesn't have that doesn't have any effect on somebody it doesn't that, have any that effect. thinks that way. It doesn't have any effect like that. But I mean, you know, that's what it says. That's what the Constitution says. Yeah. That's what the rules, the the highest law on the land, the rules by which we play. That's what it says. And I'll admit that the rules have been infringed. Somebody has beaten us in this. But if that's the case, we should read. You know, change the Constitution. Let's take the Second Amendment and modify it to, you know, whatever's reasonable by a vote, uh, a Democratic vote, or whatever. Oh, okay. I actually have uh, been given the link to the Google Cache, which I should have thought of, because Google has this wonderful feature called their Cache, where if you search for a website and and it's down, it's not working, you can click on the cached version, mm-hmm. and then the web page will come off of Google servers from the last time that they looked at it. Mm-hmm. So I've actually got the Alabama um, Homeland Security website here. And, again, this is the domestic terrorist course. Anti-government groups usually believe this is the word from your government if you live in Alabama. And I, I have reason to believe that this would probably translate to other state governments as well. It's just that they haven't shown up. It hasn't shown up on their websites. Gun control equals enslavement. Do you agree with that, Mark? Um, it, it seems a little dramatic, but it's uh, basically true. Well, look at the history of, uh, of gun control in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. Hitler controlled guns before he really cracked down on things. Well, control versus banning. Gun banning is what Hitler did. Right. Well, gun that's gun control. It's Mark. progressive gun banning. Right. Uh, the Constitution has been subverted is something else that anti-government groups usually believe. Would you, I, 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 you qualify there? I, I, it's obvious. Right. I, oh. I, what I just read, it's clear. We've we've been down, actually, um, amendment by amendment in the Bill of Rights and pointed out how it pretty much doesn't exist anymore. It's pretty much not in effect. There are some, ex, you know, there are some exemptions to that, but they've really decimated it. So uh, that's two of two. And the U.S. has lost its sovereignty. That's something else they claim that anti-government groups usually believe, and they believe, uh, the government at least, believes that you are a terrorist. We'll come back with a little bit more of their description, and I want to hear from you as to what you think about all this. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives and entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site, For your downloading convenience, enjoy those there on us, freetalklive.com. Wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to nevergetbusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. Nevergetbusted.com. We're talking about how the Alabama Department of Homeland Security and presumably other departments around the country. I have no reason to believe that Alabama is the only state that has this information because they ripped it off from one other place and just sort of rewrote it. 
they're claiming that if you are in an anti-government group, then you may very well be a domestic terrorist. Now, this particular website, the the Pennsylvania site that they ripped their information off of, mm-hmm. was a lot more, I don't know, uh, they, they weren't as accusatory towards the anti-government groups. They, they didn't make the, the direct connection to say that, if you're in an anti-government group, you are a terrorist. Alabama does a little bit more of that than the Pennsylvania group, uh, than the Pennsylvania website does. It says here, opposition to a strong federal government is not new. The First Continental Congress wrestled with this issue when they first created the Articles of Confederation before our present-day Constitution. George Washington marched troops into Pennsylvania to uphold the power of the federal government to collect taxes. In fact, we fought a civil war over the issue of individual and states versus federal rights. Today's anti-government groups have their origins in the shock and outrage among a number of groups to include gun rights groups, tax protesters, and white supremacists, which we are definitely not, over the government actions with a Branch Davidian religious cult at Waco and white supremacist Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge. Now, regardless of what Randy Weaver's belief system was, no one could make the argument that he deserved what happened to his family. No one can make that argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the government did to that that man's family was horrific. Uh, but I don't care what his belief system. He might he might be a scumbag. You know he might be, but that doesn't necessarily mean shooting that, his wife on yeah, a, um, in, your child, in a doorway and your child and their child. Um, so and by the way, they're they're making it sound like these uh, so-called anti-government groups started up in the 1990s. The Libertarian Party started in the mid 70s. Or the early 70s. And there have been other pro-freedom groups since and before then. So it's just a bizarre viewpoint of history here. It says a coalition of these groups called for the formation of leaderless resistance groups, the beginning of unorganized militias. Few people involved in this self-styled patriot movement are criminals, but there are some on the extreme fringe that are convinced that the government has been subverted and that their freedoms must be aggressively defended to the point of attacks on our governing institutions. Now, if someone actually attacks with violence, then it'd be fair to label that person, I think, a terrorist. A criminal. Uh, but then they say that the description goes on. In general, these terrorists, sort of blurring the line there. It's a totally new paragraph, and there's just sort of blurring the line between those who are advocating violence and those who are just anti-government. In general, these terrorists claim that the U.S. government is infringing on their individual rights and or that the government's policies are criminal and immoral, which we pretty much say every night here on Free Talk Live. Such groups may hold that the current government is violating the basic principles laid out by the U.S. Constitution. Something else that we point out here frequently. Uh, Some groups also believe the government and other organizations are transgressing the rule of God as described in the Bible. Some groups describe themselves or see themselves as separate nations within the United States, taking initiative to establish their own laws in common law courts. Now, I don't know anybody who's actually done that. I think that's more of like the Michigan militia style groups. But nonetheless, you know, be aware if you're somebody who doesn't like the status quo, if you're someone who is unhappy with the size of the federal and state governments then you could be under suspicion. They could be watching you. And that if they're watching you, that means that you could be put on a list at some point, maybe denied access to flying, maybe denied access to buying things, because there's a list out there with names on it that if you go and buy a car, your audio, auto dealer is supposed to, by, by law, check this list to see if your name is on it. And if your name is on it, refuse to do business with you. 
you could end up on that list too. It's going to be a shame when uh, people actually start using that list. At this point, it's not really happening. But well, it is happening. Not widespread. Not widespread. Uh, it's supposed to be that every business in America uses that list. Of course, most businesses don't know that, but that's what the law says. And then how far are we away from them starting to round people up? You know, what, what did it take? What was it like back in the 1930s and 40s in Germany when, uh, you know, Hitler was taking power and changing things in that country and you know at what point obviously the the jewish people back then were of interest to him at a certain point they didn't go around them up right away you know they had to demonize them to a certain extent first is this the first step towards demonizing anti-government groups well i don't think that they're going to put them in camps and gas them no, that's not very likely. I mean, that's, it, that's just not doesn't seem to be the way that our government would work. Maybe just the second-class citizen thing would be appropriate, you know? Well, um, not allowing them to fly, not allowing them to do certain things, which, of course, is just going to make them more angry, going to make true. them more likely to be violent, which, of course, if one of them does become violent, it gives the government the excuse to point to them and say, See? We told you. Domestic terrorists. Anybody else that's involved in one of these anti-government groups, you're being watched. Doesn't that kind of scare you a little bit? I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and talk to Brian in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Brian. Hi. Uh, hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Great. What's up? Hi. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, to ask you, uh, you know, as libertarians, I've got a... My point of view on all of this is I'm a former Marine, and I'm supposed you're probably against the social programs that help veterans with post-traumatic stress, or well, my fellow veterans, or are you against that, or are you against, are you for this Iraq war for the war profiteers and the war for oil profiteers? I'm not for the Iraq war, no. I am okay. I, I am of the opinion that uh, we as a government um, Ian may feel differently. Um, I am of the opinion that we as a uh, you know that, that our government should keep the promises that it made to uh, the people that uh, worked for it. Um, you know, I'm maybe not yeah. so much uh, you know if you certainly the veterans if they they made promise to veterans um, if you went out and you got injured in some kind of uh, right. you know. Uh, you know, war-type scenario, it seems like they should take care of those people. I would, but not uh, the private contractors, I would say. I would say not the private contractors. Those corporations that have gotten billions already for this Iraq war, they can take care of their own uh, contractors. Like Blackwater, those, that those sort of thing. Those men are supposed to be loyal to their company before right. their country, and that's disgusting to me. That's absolutely Well, disgusting. now I'm going to disagree I, with Mark on this, because I understand how you feel in that, you know, this government promised the soldiers, lifetime uh, medical treatment for free, all that stuff. Uh, I think that, you know, when you make a deal with an armed gang and the armed gang gets dismantled, then you don't have the agreements that you had with the armed gang before. I think that once the, uh, if we can get to the point of drastically reducing the size of government, I think that when, for instance, uh, we can the... drastically reduce the size of our Department of Offense then, too, can't we? Uh, can we sure. not? Yeah, I'm totally for that. I'm completely for, yeah. uh, I'm, I want to eliminate right. uh, the, the government entirely. And uh, in that particular case, when the government sells off its lands that it has all around the country, then I think that it could take some of the proceeds from the, those sales and then hand them as a like a one-time lump sum payment uh, to all the people that are supposed to be receiving benefits. But you know, if you you make a deal with yeah. a criminal gang, then you get what you get, and in some that's cases it, that may it, be nothing. Is, this, 
Yeah, that, and that gets back. I don't. I don't know. I don't have time to get get into every subject I wanted to cover with you, you guys. There, uh, mm-hmm. of course, you can't do it on one phone call. But uh, and you probably being libertarians, you you strictly are you you have a, well, you try to take a more strict uh, constructionist viewpoint of the Constitution. Would that be correct? Very much. So. I think Mark would say yes to that. I, on the other hand, would say that the Constitution, and I'm more of a free marketeer uh, style libertarian. But I would say Does that, that mean the Constitution. corporatist <laughs> No, no, actually, are you, are you... no, no, no. Corporations are a construct of the government. It, uh, they are legal yeah. fictions created by the state. Um, and since yeah. I'm against the state, I'm against coercive institutions entirely. I'm for voluntary interactions of human beings, not uh, pointing guns at your friends and family and, and demanding that they do certain things, which is what the government does. If you'll hang on, we'll continue discussing this, and you can ask a, a further question. 800-259-9231. It's an important question, and there's some important differences between where Mark stands on government and, and where I'm at, and we could both be labeled libertarian. Yeah. So I don't want Brian to be confused. He needs to understand there are some differences in this movement. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the Bulletin Board System, and more. We give them all away. And we do ask you voluntarily support the show in return by buying some stuff at Amazon. Yeah, but, but you, you know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. But don't go through their front door. You have to go through our special entrance. It's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. In fact, I had a, a, an, e- an email come in from a listener today. He was concerned. He wanted to know if uh, we were just getting paid based on uh, based on people going through that link. Like, Click-throughs? Click yeah, do we get paid like 20 cents for someone to go through that link, or do we get paid a percentage of the entire sale? It is a percentage of the sale. So the more you buy, the more we get. Um, in fact, the percentage is the same on virtually every item, though electronics, it's a little bit lower because their margins are just lower on mm-hmm. electronics. So um, it's like 4% for electronics, and the rest of it slides depending on how much volume we do. So if we only sell a few items, then we won't get as much. But if we sell a bunch more items, then the, the percentage goes up. So, yes, it is of your total sales. So our emailer wrote back, and he said he was going to buy a laptop from Amazon, wow. which is awesome. So you can buy virtually anything, 40 categories of products. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your sale if you enter through that link, amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Brian in New Hampshire. You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Now, Brian, you, you sound like you're somewhat new to this whole libertarian concept. Am I right about that? Yeah, well, I, I am. I've never read anything by on on Ryan, and uh, I don't know what to think of the, the former uh, 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 head of the federal uh, – uh, Mr. Uh, uh, you know the guy's married to Andrea Mitchell, uh, uh, head of the what? The former, Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan. Federal Reserve, yeah. I don't know what to think of Mr. Greenspan. I don't know whether he's, you know, uh, whether he falls strictly as a, into a libertarian category. No, or no, not. no, no. You can't, you can't run the Fed and fall into a yeah. libertarian category. Uh, and, and in fact, Ayn Rand, <laughs> Ayn Rand herself would not describe herself as a libertarian. She hated libertarians. Um, okay. We had a lot. Of, okay, there's a lot of similarities between an objectivist and a libertarian, but uh, not necessarily the same thing. In fact, okay. if you're if you're looking for kind of a, a a nice little primer, 
I would recommend that you go to links.freetalklive.com. Um, it's on our website. Just a kind of nice little, a uh, nice little stepping okay. path through where to start, what to read, what to look at uh, to to try to understand liberty. But if if you basically understand one concept, you can get it, and that is that it's it's wrong, morally wrong, to initiate force on someone who has not harmed you first. Um, defensive force, uh-huh. totally okay, but initiating force, bad thing. And if you agree right. with the with that, then you're a libertarian. It's just a matter of understanding how that concept applies issue by issue um, and how it applies generally to, to the use of force by the government. Does that make sense? Okay, and that could be, could that be part of the concept of the common wheel, common wealth that uh, Tom Hartman speaks about? Uh, the, the concept, you know, of the, just the, the, the civil society, civilization, uh, see, I'm a progressive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, oh. I'm, I'm a I'm a liberal leaning. I'm a I was a Reagan Republican in 1980 when I, I was in the service, and I but I've kind of I've gone through a lot of changes, and I'm, I believe I'm a left leaning. Uh, I, I was studying Kantian philosophy uh, just before it, well before the September 11th attacks happened, and I mm-hmm. still don't understand how the uh, the stand down orders or how they the Al Qaeda had control of our our northeastern. Uh, uh, you know, uh, air defenses for you know the, why they were stood. Yeah, down I'd be careful with that, Brian. I'd be careful. Hours. I'd be careful with investing too much time in that sort of thing because it really, I think you'll discover. Well, that's what's eventually. driving our foreign policy to this very day in Iraq and everywhere else. No, nah, the know, foreign the, the policy has been the, the foreign policy has been interventionist for a long, long time, much yeah, longer. It, it than, has. It has. Right, and you mentioned oh, Tom Lord. Hartman. He's another radio talk show host who is a so-called yeah. progressive. He's, I think, he's at Air America. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, libertarians aren't aren't progressive, and they aren't they aren't conservative. They just believe in freedom. Every single issue, yeah. every single time, no exceptions. Do you think uh, now? Now, what we do? You, my uh, my feeling of like a Ron Paul presidency. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if he had a libertarian Congress, I still have a sense that the military-industrial complex is so powerful. That he could be bought out by them, and the corporations could just overpower him, even if he was president. How well, do you feel about he, that? He, he he could be bought out. I don't know. Every every man yeah. seems to have a price. He hasn't been bought out yet. Yeah. But um, I you know some people's price is higher than others. Um, Ron right. Paul has shown as a representative uh, up to this point that. He can't be bought. He's still voting no on everything yeah, he, that he considers anti-constitutional. Well, I gotta say, he was the only sane guy amongst those ten Republicans here in that debate. Absolutely, I'd agree with you. He was the only sane human being, the only true American I could see up there was. And uh, you know, I have I have uh, mixed feelings about many Democrats too, including Hillary Clinton. And, but I'm, if you're talking about states' rights, I've got to go back to the Florida 2000 election. And just if you guys want, go over the Supreme Court and their behavior about the state voting rights of Florida. And if you look at Article 3, Section 1 of, regarding the judicial power of the United States, that they're supposed to be they, – they hold their offices during good behavior. But I would say with regards to their overriding the, the recount in Florida in 2000, the December 12, 2000 decision, 12-12-2000 is nearly as bad a date to me as 9-1-1. Hmm. It, it, I think that Justices Scalia, Thomas, and O'Connor at least are – and uh, uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember the two other people at least of the 5-4 to four decisions. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're just really, all politicians. Yeah, opinion. they're in hot water there. With their, they're not being strict constitutionalists there. That they took away the people of Florida their right to a proper recount. And yeah. it, well, you know, this is, what, this is what goes on. I mean, the government has been getting yeah. steadily bigger and bigger over time, and, uh, and the, the people have refused to do anything about it. I mean, yeah. the people just sit back and they let it happen. So, I mean, you can point yeah. the, you can point the blame on the government, but the people but, have a lot of, a lot of blame to know, take on this as I, well. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And you know, when when I think about the uh, 2000 election, um, you know, uh-huh. the Republicans manage, managing to uh, 
somehow, you know, it's a, it was like a, the football was dropped. Democrats. It was like a football was dropped, and the put football players yeah. all went for it, and the Republicans came up with the ball. But really, though, but, yeah. hold on, wait, wait. Okay. Uh, but, but what I think about when, when I hear that is it's they're just desserts. Think about Johnson and how many, uh, how many dead people voted for him out of, uh, in, in Chicago and Texas. Um, yeah, well, you know, and how he lied about the Vietnam War, how right. he lied us into that war. You I know, know. either Democrat, Republican. I mean, it's all the same to me. No, that's what I was about to say. He, I, I, there are Democratic crooked politicians daily in Chicago. He and Linda, LBJ used to be called landslide Lyndon because of his dirty election. As Texas, far as I'm concerned, they're all yeah. crooked, and uh, yeah. whether they're Democrat or Republicans, I, I don't trust them. Ron Paul's like no. the one exception. And Brian, we appreciate the call and call us again sometime and keep listening to Free Talk Live. You learn a thing or two, and you also a uh, great way. He's in New Hampshire. Great way to keep up to date on what's going on with the liberty movement here in New Hampshire, because one would uh, one could make the argument that it's the strongest libertarian movement uh, across the country, right here in uh, in the state of New Hampshire. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He mentioned notice, Ron Paul. Notice how he says he's a progressive, mm-hmm. and he um, believes that Ron Paul is the only sane Republican, right. at, and uh, you know believes in the Constitution. Like he, as a progressive in New Hampshire, like. A New Hampshire progressive? Yeah. Not like the rest of the progressives. That's true. And, and obviously, obviously he's an open-minded dude, you know, interested in learning about liberty mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So since he mentioned Ron Paul, I, I wanted to point out a, a story from LouRockwell.com about Ron Paul and how the media is handling it. It says, so how does the establishment deal with a Ron Paul candidacy? What else did you expect? By ignoring him as much as possible. The Reuters headline following the May 3rd debate was... 2008 Republicans back the war. All right, you say, perhaps that's just a crude summary. A headline can't say everything, after all, and the article itself will surely disambiguate the candidates. It's certainly newsworthy that a nine-term Republican congressman had been a fierce opponent of the war from the beginning and made his anti-war position clear time and time again during the, uh, during the debate. Naturally, this will get some play in the article, but not even a hint. Of that in the Reuters article by John Whitesides. I mean, hey, didn't you read the headline? The 2008 Republicans back the war. Here's the entire coverage of Ron Paul from the article. Quote, also participating were Kansas Senator Sam Brownback, Tom Tocredo of Colorado, Ron Paul of Texas, and Duncan Hunter of California. End quote. Well, that's just a smash-up job there, Mr. Whitesides, says uh, Thomas Woods from Lou Rockwell. That wasn't an isolated case, though. On the Liberty and Power blog, David Beto reports, quote, Later that night, CNN's post-debate spin segment sank to an even greater low. The panel included Ariana Huffington and some neocon guy from the Weekly Standard. Nobody mentioned Paul's views. The ever-insufferable Huffington, who either did not watch the debate or lied about what she saw, self-righteously proclaimed that all ten of the candidates supported the war. Hmm. No one challenged her on it. Are we to be spared nothing? I mean, how could you watch that debate and come out of it? How could you watch what Ron Paul said and come out of that debate and say he supports the war? How could you? How could you? I mean, that's just a that is a bald faced lie if I've ever heard one. You know, he he said that uh, he considered the war to be a mistake. Uh, that was his terminology, and he said that uh, I. I don't know whether he... Uh, I can't quote him as saying, we should get out. I believe he was talking about pulling the he troops out. He was talking out. about getting out, but I don't think he, he, he said right now. The creepy Dick Morris is in a category all his own. First, he declared John McCain the winner. Now, anyone who watched the debate had to be wondering if McCain's weirdness was meant for laughs. At the same time, you almost had to admire how he could at once be stilted and robotic, and yet also crazed and menacing. More on the way. Hour number two is coming up. You can take control of the airways. A little bit more about Ron Paul, and then a Fed... 
federal government guy or some government guy that was actually fired. We'll tell you about that and why. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Those other radio talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. I'm not sure. I guess it's just because they just can't get enough cash or whatever. I think a good talk show website should be for free. So enjoy ours on us at freetalklive.com. At the end of last hour, we started talking about Ron Paul, the Ron Paul campaign. One of our callers actually brought him up. Uh, A caller who described himself as a progressive, Mm -hmm. so-called, was really taken with what Ron Paul had to say during the uh, the GOP debate last week, and I think that uh, I think that more people, as they continue, as they hopefully continue to have the opportunity to hear what Ron Paul has to say, will feel the same way as that caller. I'm a little concerned that uh, people won't have the opportunity to hear that because, um, well, it just seems like there's a media blackout, and they're they, doing their damnedest. And I'm sure the Republicans don't want uh, Ron Paul heard. Oh, I bet you're right. And. Um, I I don't I don't see why the the uh, the Democrats would see any benefit to seeing Ron Paul heard so they don't want that to happen and the media apparently is glossing over him um you know just uh, ignoring him so I don't know yeah even though he won the polls he won the MSNBC poll he did very well in the Drudge Report poll he, he won, won the, the ABC. ABC News poll mm-hmm. even though he's winning polls on the internet. They're uh, they're brushing him off. They're Which, acting by the way, as though the, it's no the, big M- deal. The, the MSNBC poll they were the sponsor of the of debate. The debate right. Their poll he won it, and to me that's that's very legitimate. Right. They're either not commenting on Ron Paul or they're coming out with hit pieces against Ron Paul. There was a Washington Post hit piece that came out that actually attacked Ron Paul and Democrat Mike. Uh, is it Garvel or Gravel? I don't have the name. One of those. Me. Mike Gravel, or whatever his name is, because Mike Gravel is, is, I guess, a candidate who has said, he has come out and said that he doesn't expect to win. And so the Washington Post said, well, why are they even letting him in the debates? Why are they even covering him? Apparently, Mike Gravel is one of the few candidates who's actually come out and advocated legalizing marijuana. So, I mean, he's he's a little bit different, I guess, than, than most of the... I guess he's sort of the Ron Paul of Democrats, not to say he's for liberty, but he's just different from some of the other Democrats. And so the Washington Post was basically uh, advocating that both Ron Paul and Democrat Mike Gravel should be ejected from future debates. Mm. Um, So they're either completely ignoring him or trying to marginalize him, trying to act as though he's got no support. In fact, ABC News, I think, came out with an article that basically claimed that Ron Paul has no supporters and that all of the polling results you see are from three Internet activists uh, going around and voting a hundred times. As though that's possible. Well, we've got evidence to contradict that. Right, and, and if ABC says so, what they're doing is admitting their own incompetence. If there is such a way for three activists to go around and, and drum up the 10, uh, what was it, like 10,000 votes on the ABC? Um, if, if, if they were able to drum up that kind of support mm-hmm. on ABC, then they're not IP checking. Most polls are IP checked. Of course uh, the they are. MSNBC poll certainly was, and, and there were 80,000 votes there, and, and a good percentage of them went to Ron Paul. And, you know, I, can you imagine how difficult it would be to vote thousand, a thousand times if you had to put, I don't know, uh, even if you had dial-up, it would take you 
at the minimum, a minute between each vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A minute. So even if it's true that it was a handful of people doing that, th- that means that Ron Paul's activists are more dedicated than everyone else's. But nonetheless, there are some real tangible uh, things that we can look at, and we'll do that here in a moment. But first, more about the media blackout of Ron Paul. Dick Morris, who's a political pundit, he ignored Ron Paul altogether. Now, he managed to find time to mention Jim Gilmore, Mike Huckabee, Duncan Hunter, Tom Tecredo, and Tommy Thompson, all the other, you know, little Nobody's. guys. <laughs> Heck, he mentioned every other candidate besides Ron Paul, even listing specific winners and losers. Since a candidate like Ron Paul isn't allowed to exist in Dick Morris's world, apparently he couldn't win or lose. So he just didn't even comment on Ron Paul. Hmm. Now we have the phenomenon of Yahoo News inexplicably excluding Ron Paul from its list of GOP candidates. Yes. Um, Yet they've included Mike Huckabee and Duncan Hunter, whose combined support in the polls trails Ron Paul's. Stunned, I actually called Yahoo and left a voicemail message for their chief communications officer, included my email address. In their emailed reply, I was told, quote, According to the latest FEC filings, it is our understanding that Congressman Paul has not officially entered the 2008 presidential race. But he has. But has only gotten to the stage of forming an exploratory committee. Huh? Unannounced candidates are allowed into the debates? Can't possibly be true, I thought. So I went to the Federal Election Commission website, and after three seconds of searching, I found Ron Paul's filing statement dated March 12th. That's funny. I I was told Yahoo had consulted the latest FEC filings. Well, here are Ron Paul's documents right here, and he links to them. But to Yahoo's credit, uh, after I sent them this documentation, I was told they would have a page up for Ron Paul within a week. That's acting fast, huh? God bless them. They sure got the email back quick. But apparently it's going to take persistence and vigilance to ensure that Paul is treated fairly. As of yesterday, for example, ABC News began deleting and banning posts about Ron Paul, as well as posts complaining about the deletion policy. Since that post was written, ABC has begun blocking all comments about Ron Paul. The same media establishment that bought the Iraq propaganda package and then claimed to be oh so sorry is now trying to keep out of the limelight the one presidential contender who has actually bucked the establishment and does something other than parrot government media slogans. But that's what the mainstream media's purpose is, to define the nature of our political debate and to make sure that no fundamental questions are ever raised. In fact, they did a good job of that in the first debate. They had this, <laughs> they had this sort of online scam at uh, Politico.com where they w- would let people go in submit a, uh, submit a question for the debate, mm-hmm. and then you could go and vote on the questions that you thought should be included in the debate. And I guess you know they sort of got out of this idea by saying that well we'll submit these you know the final ten questions or whatever to the debate coordinators, and then they will choose uh, which ones are asked. And so all of the Decent questions that were voted up. Downsize DC had voted up a question about uh, about the Read the Bills Act, for mm-hmm. instance. The marijuana activists had voted up a drug war a drug war question. You know, all of the good questions were completely ignored during the debate, and that's because the media picks and chooses at its leisure what should and what should not be allowed. No, I don't mean that the heads of these organizations held a special meeting and after exchanging the secret handshake, pledged to keep mum about Ron Paul. My point is that no such meeting is necessary. As shills for the establishment, they think alike on everything that matters. While marginal debate is to be permitted here and there, truly independent voices are to be demonized, drowned out, or better yet, ignored altogether. The media establishment likes the status quo just the way it is. Mm. And this is all the more reason for people interested in Ron Paul to talk about him, write about him, and light up the Internet about him. Not only will you serve the cause of genuine political debate in this country, if we wind up with Rudy and Hillary, what on earth will they have to debate about? But you'll also tick off the race of clones who will give us the only news 
that they think that we need. That's reward enough, isn't it? Let's go to the phones and talk to Joe in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. What's Good. on your mind? All right. No, no, I was just listening to you guys a second ago, and I was on the Yahoo's website, and they, he actually happens to have a page up. They put him up. Cool. Oh, great. Finally. That's excellent. So, yeah, I'm really happy about that. I'm a big supporter of Ron. You know, there's a couple of things I don't agree with him about, but you know what? He's got the best chance for liberty in this country. So I would I'm agree. Totally yeah, he's him. the best candidate I've seen so far. That's that's for sure. And I, I think just want to is, say yes. Yep. Sorry. 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 Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think this is good news that the people, the American people are utilizing the Internet to crank, uh, to, to really tweak these media outlets, to really let them know that they're, they're pretty angry uh, with the fact that they aren't covering the Ron Paul campaign as fairly as everyone else. And uh, the Internet has really allowed people to take action unlike something, unlike they ever would have been able to do in uh, 1996 or even 2000. Oh, yeah. it's, it's unprecedented. Oh, yeah. And this, it's because of this sort of activism, people emailing Yahoo, emailing ABC News, that sort of thing, and, and calling them. It's because of that sort yep. of activism that Ron Paul is even being considered to be allowed in the debates. Yeah, I, I try and push him daily. I talk to one person or two people a day about him, at least. So, I mean, just just getting his word out and, and uh, just the liberty. What sort of responses are you getting one. from people as you're talking to them? Well, nobody knows about him. And you know what? To be honest, I, I let my grandma, who's actually a Republican, um, and uh, you know, and I let her hear him, and, and she's like, "Wow, I really like him. I wonder why he's not getting your messages, mm-hmm. getting any, uh, you know, play on the on the uh, media." So it's like, well, you know, you know, this is why. <laughs> Fox News and the major media are owned by one, you know, four corporations, and it's, it's impossible to get a true message out. It's a totally against their beliefs. Yep. So, thank I mean, goodness um, for the Internet. The thing, yes, sir. Yeah, thank God. They're doing great. I just wanted to say one other thing real quick. Thank you, guys. I just started listening to you guys a couple of days ago. Awesome. And, uh, and it's, I listened to every podcast that was available on iTunes, and, and thank you guys for what you're doing. And, uh, great. Keep well, welcome aboard, and we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Thank you, Joe, and keep up the good work out there. 800 259 9231. Some numbers coming up here that show that Ron Paul actually may be the most searched for phrase in the blogosphere. Point that out. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Bulletin board system included over. 225,000 posts, over 1,400 people interacting, a lot of fun, and it's free. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. bbs.freetalklive.com. And Sickle CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Sickle knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, so they record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Now, our number is 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want as we continue a little bit more discussion about the Ron Paul campaign. If you've been paying attention, then you know that the media is doing their best to shut out Ron Paul. Now, he's got a level of support that can't be denied, for sure. That's why they're even allowing him into the debates in the first place. Because if you don't allow Ron Paul into the debates, but you let all these other schmoes into the debates... Then, uh, then people get outraged, and they uh, they call and they email and they contact the uh, the people that are organizing these things. Right, they're dragging their feet. Apparently, is is probably the best way to describe it. 
Right. It's not entirely a blackout. It's just a foot drag. They've been uh, successful in getting Ron Paul into the first debate. He's scheduled to be in next week's debate as well on the 15th. How could how could he not be in that one after he won the online polls? I mean, exactly. And at that point, what can the online people do? Uh, the you know the polling sites wouldn't they be remiss in not making tougher polls to uh, vote in? I mean, I I, I guess the, probably the most effective thing they could do is have IP check. And email check. Email verification. Email yes. verification. I, I think that that's, uh, it might be tough to get people to vote in a poll like that. It's true. But. And nonetheless, uh, so the media blackout continues with Ron Paul. However, there are certain things you just can't ignore. They, I mean, they're ignoring them, but we can't ignore them. They're certainly, they're screaming out to be talked about. And one of those things is Ron Paul's online rise from usnews.com to those who say the internet arcs toward the trivial, try this on for size. Currently, the most searched for phrase on the blog aggregate site technorati.com is Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul. Now, this article was written yesterday afternoon, and I just went to Technorati's most popular searches. Mm-hmm. Still number one. Mm. Ron Paul, number one. Number two search, YouTube. Number three, MySpace. Mm. Number four, Galilea Montijo. I don't know who that is. Five, Juiced, and number six, Paris Hilton. So even old Paris Hilton can't even compete with Ron Paul. Now you're going to say, if you're one of these uh, Ron Paul critics, you're going to say, well, it's once again the Ron Paul action squad out there just searching uh, blogs over and over again so they can show up on Technorati as though that's even something they considered to do. So in that case, if you're someone who thinks that way, whoever wrote this article actually went and talked to Technorati to find out how reliable the statistics are. Commentators often refer to the Internet as the great equalizer, but when it comes to the 2008 campaign, it appears the murky economy of web traction may even give an edge to the long shots. And Paul, a Republican congressman from Texas and an avowed libertarian known in D.C. as Dr. No for his persistent opposition to just about everything unconstitutional, is a long shot if there ever was one. He has yet to break 2% in a poll of GOP candidates and raise just under 640000 in the first fundraising quarter of the year, pocket change compared with the three GOP candidates who topped $10 million. But his supporters have flocked to the Internet with such enthusiasm that Paul is now showing up among the much, much richer candidates in various measures of Internet traffic. Using sites like Dig.com, which allow users to vote on their favorite items to vault them to more prominence onto the site, they keep a steady diet of Ron Paul material coming through the pipelines. Technorati spokesperson Aaron Crane confirmed that to the best of the company's knowledge, the online support for Paul is genuine. So how are a comparatively small number of supporters able to keep up and in some cases outpace with the publicity machines of Maybe opponents? Maybe it's not small, a small amount of report, um, supporters. Maybe Americans really are interested in what this man I has mean, to say. Th- he was on uh, you know, the, 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 the Republican debate uh, a, a week ago. Mm-hmm. He won, from what we can tell, he won uh, hands down the debate, uh, beating all the rest as far as the online polls go, including the online poll of the sponsor of the event. Which, to me, that sounds legitimate as hell. I mean, Americans are probably just hearing Ron Paul's message. Ron Paul's message is extraordinarily similar to Ronald Reagan's message from 1980, when he beat uh, Walter Mondale. And I think Walter Mondale got his own state in Washington, D.C., were the only uh, electoral votes that Walter Mondale got. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that Reagan uh, lived up to his message. Reagan was very pro-military. 
Um, big government, Reagan. Big, big, he was he was a big government guy. Uh, once he got in there, he had some good one-liners, but that's about it. He did. He had a lot of great um, small government one-liners. And Ron Paul, I, I think he can carry that torch and perhaps even bring us, you know, th- actually deliver. Right, because Ron Paul, as you pointed out before, actually votes no. Right. <laughs> Unlike yeah. Reagan, who signed in all kinds of increases of government. Right. You know, I mean, I would probably, if I had the choice between uh, somebody who wanted to grow the government, be they Democrat or Republican, or, and somebody who, uh, you know, talked about not growing the government, even though um, their voting record wasn't consistent, I would probably still be lean towards voting for the person who talked about small government rather than the person who talked about big government. You know, the, the idea, the fact that Ron Paul is showing up as the number one searched for term on all of the blogs. See, now, if you don't know what technorati.com is, it is a website that essentially catalogs every single blog on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, millions and millions of, of uh, tens of millions of blogs. It, they have them all. So if you go in, you type in a search phrase, it searches every single one of those blogs for that phrase. It's an amazing website. And uh, so that's what I, I've got. actually got a little Technorati search that runs for Free Talk Live. So whenever Free Talk Live shows up on a, a blog somewhere, I see it. Right. And uh, so this is the same thing, except it's Ron Paul's number one, which means that at least amongst Internet people, Ron Paul's message is really resonating, which says to me that, I mean, it it could resonate amongst all of Americans because a good chunk of Americans are now online. And uh, it's it's a message that has not worn out in America yet. The the pro-freedom, pro-liberty message, limited government message is still something that has widespread support. If only someone would actually mean it when they say those things. And Ron Paul's the one guy that actually means it. So hopefully Americans are are keying in on this, and uh, and they're going to continue to support Ron Paul, and his his support's going to continue to increase as he gets more uh, more attention, and eventually the news media is just not going to be able to ignore him anymore. Eventually they'll realize that Ron Paul is a story, not someone to be ignored. The the whole thing about Ron Paul is news. It's news. News is something that happens that is unusual. You don't get news stories about grandma's birthdays because grandmas are having birthdays everywhere you don't get news stories about a dead dog because dogs die all over the place things that are typical things that are routine aren't news by definition news is exciting news is something hot news is something different news is something worth reporting and ron paul fits those definitions he is out is an outstanding candidate who has a message that's absolutely different from the rest of those guys but yet they ignore him as though he doesn't exist. We'll continue to watch his campaign for you and keep you clued in. Coming up, I don't know if it's a Fed employee, but some government guy has actually gotten fired, and it's been it's over a what terrorism mark? Terrorism somewhere? It, well, it's it's about guns. Guns. All right, guns and government. We'll come back with that in your calls as well. Also, a gas station owner has been ordered to raise prices. We'll explain why. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. And it's your show. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, and that includes live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version waiting for you for free. freetalklive.com. And Mother's Day is this Sunday. If you haven't gotten something for mom, go to 1-800-Flowers.com and get her something nice. They've got flowers and gifts that she'll love, and they'll deliver on Mother's Day. Use code FTL to save 10%. 1-800-Flowers.com. As we go to the phones and to the fun, it's Tim in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tim. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Hey. Uh, I just had a little something, uh, kind of an idea. Um... So you guys are trying to get Ron Paul on the air. Yes. So what I was thinking was that all of the Free Talk Live listeners and ampers should all get together and contact us, uh, Ron Paul 2008 email box, mm-hmm. as well as calling to that doesn't seem necessary. Uh, kind of demand it. I don't know if that's that doesn't seem necessary to me. I don't think you'd. I mean, well, there's no reason to harass those guys. I mean, well, no, it's it's not harassment. It's I, just saying, hey, you know, this is a forum where people would actually listen to you and want to hear what you have to say. You know, I have to take the other side so, of it. I think that um, I think that Ron Paul has uh, has benefited greatly from the his his activists on the internet and knows that that's important. Um, I, and and if the the emails were polite and they didn't really demand, but they requested um, that mm-hmm. Ron Paul right. came on, and uh, you know if if he got enough of them, he would certainly take that into consideration, or at okay. least whomever. Uh, to, to me, I'm not advocating or um, you know otherwise that uh, you know that 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 this be done. It just I just as I understood right. it, you'd already been in touch with the campaign. They already know that we're here, so I don't see what really what the I don't why beat them over the head about it. I guess is the question. I, I guess well, maybe not beat them over the head, but just kind of uh, if some of the fans were to actually email or call in and say, hey, you know, we'd really like to hear Ron Paul on the show or. He was just on Lars Larson. Apparently, he takes Lars Larson a little more seriously than he does. Lars Larson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it would, he, they did make us an offer, which was a recorded show. Yeah, no dice. Um, and uh, my he, listeners are important. Are important listeners, and they need to be given the opportunity to call in. That's that's the right. number one reason why I won't go recorded. Right, and I think that that's I, I think that that's valid. At the same time, they did make us an offer, and um, mm-hmm. you know we 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 turned down that offer. That's so right. I think that uh, the, the right place to come from is please go on Free Talk Live. There you go, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Right, right. It'd be even better if we could get him in here live. Maybe when he's in uh, New Hampshire. Now that would be the way to do it. So. Thank you for the suggestion, Tim. We appreciate it. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. If I was going to send those emails, I would recommend, um, you know, putting in the uh, subject line um, pretty quickly what you wanted, like, uh, you know, Ron Paul interview on Free Talk Live or something like that. Yeah, that way they can delete them without reading them. They can. Well, it's uh, the, the, the you know what spam is a trick yeah. to get you to open the email. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend spamming uh, Ron Paul 2008. Um, you know, and I. I'm just saying that I think that uh, some politely worded emails might be helpful. I'm not recommending even that you send the emails. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I I think if they're polite, then it can't hurt. All right. So, Mark, you've got a story about a government guy that has actually been fired. 
I mean, this is news because government people mm-hmm. don't get fired no. too often. No, you've you, you've uh, you've taken what I said. He's a government contractor. Oh. So I mean, you know, he, he simply had a contract, and uh, oh, that's it, different. Yeah, that's that's a whole different story. Okay. I so, was getting so excited there because it's very rare that they actually fire their government employees. Right. Like you can be a government employee and you can molest children. And odds are good you won't get fired. Right. Now, this isn't a news story. This is a blog post. But once you hear the blog post, you'll realize this will never be a news story. So I have to take it for – let's take it as fact, and we'll go from there. All right, sure. You know, at least uh, it's somewhere in the vicinity of fact. Got it. Okay. This is from R. Stevens of Diesel Sweeties. Um, He says – I've been meaning to, I don't know what Diesel Sweeties are, I think it's a comic book, I'm not sure. Um, I've been meaning to post about uh, Three Panel Soul, the new comic by Ian and Matt McCall. Um, Fortunately, I've got to do, I've got, unfortunately, I've got to do so under less than wonderful circumstances. I love this new strip because I'm finding it a lot more minimalist and uh, relatable, also ridiculously funny. Matt was working as a contractor for a branch of the government. He made the mistake of being interested in the hobby of paper target shooting. At about the same time... Wait, is this about a comic book, or is this about a a real-life incident? It's about uh, about a guy who writes a comic book. Oh, okay. An online comic. I I can't imagine that he's raking in the dough from doing so. Got it. Um, Okay, so Matt is not the name of a character. He's the name of the guy who... Okay. Right. I wouldn't wouldn't be writing about a fictitious... I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure I understood. Yes. Um, At about the same time as the Virginia Tech shootings. So he was interested in the hobby of paper target shooting at about the same time as Virginia Tech shooting. And... He talked to someone about his hobby at work. Keeping in mind, he wasn't talking about shooting um, about these shootings. In fact, he was discussing how he wanted a gun which would make it difficult to kill someone. I don't exactly uh, know what that means. Um, he was Maybe difficult uh, for a madman to kill someone should an armed individual be in the vicinity. That's my extrapolation. Okay. Go on. He was... Uh, Promptly fired and not allowed back to work because people were scared, were scared of him. <laughs> He's doing paper target shooting. People are scared of him. Yeah. Um, on top of, uh, to top it all off, oh, That's he what was, you get for working for the state. <laughs> to top it all off, he was later visited by police detectives for making a comic about his experience because oh, it was really? a borderline terroristic threat. Whoa! Is terroristic even a word? Did they get that from the Colbert Report? That was it? That's that's the blo- that's the blog post. I'm not saying wow. it's, it's not a news item. Yeah, but is it a, but a believable one? I mean, you, we know that the cops have been uh, arresting. I have no doubt that this is true. They've been arresting kids in school for writing stories that have violence in them. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily gun violence, but just violence in, in general. Uh, they've been arresting kids for that. So it's no it's no uh, small leap to imagine that they would also go around and investigate an adult who happened to write something pro gun. And it's kind of spooky. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You know, that's where, we're, that's where we're at in this country. Freedom of speech is under serious attack by the government. It's, it's scary. I mean, he's lucky they didn't pick him up and throw him in a gulag. We're not, I mean, we're not far away from that. It's a legal thing to do now. Mm-hmm. According to the Military Commissions Act of 2006... Fully legal for the government to come along and pick somebody up, throw them in a uh, military prison somewhere, give them a military trial, maybe execute them, and never tell anybody about it. So, I mean, the fact that that is legal is kind of scary. In fact, I think you've got a story about Alberto Gonzalez being asked some relevant questions to this topic in regards to, you know, torture and uh, the, the terrible things that the administration has been engaging in. Yes. And some of his slime bag answers. 
I'm curious about that. If you get that ready. Okay. Um, I, I, get, I get this from the raw story. And um, under the Bush administration, U.S. citizens can be detained as enemy combatants and arrested without being charged of any crime. Now, we know that to be true, that uh, the, the Military Commissions Act of 2006 yep. um, made it legal that uh, the U- U.S. citizens can be detained as, detained as enemy combatants and arrested mm-hmm. without being charged in any crime. Okay. At today's House Judiciary uh, Committee meeting, Representative Brad Sherman, who's a Democrat in the raw story, does love Democrats, um, asked <laughs> Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez whether any U.S. citizens are being held today for over a month who have been denied habeas corpus or access to an attorney. Seems like a pretty straightforward question, right? Sure. Yeah. Are we? Are, are, are you know? Are the, you doing what you have the legal ability to right. do? You're the attorney general, and are you holding any U.S. citizens without habeas corpus? Instead of giving an answer, Gonzalez replied, "You're asking me a question I haven't really thought about." <laughs> He's not even considering. I mean, you know. And I'm not going to think about it now. <laughs> Sherman then followed up and asked whether there are any U.S. citizens being held now by foreign governments or foreign organizations without access to attorneys as a result of rendition. You know, rendition is where they take mm-hmm. uh, a U.S. citizen, put them on a plane, and take them over to another country that the U.S. government has an agreement with. Mm-hmm. That they basically they hand you over to you know the Saudis or whatever, and they torture they torture the person. They ask the questions, and then the U.S. guys stand around and watch. Right. Well, Gonzalez said to that, it, "It's just uh, quite frankly, I I hadn't thought about this. Amazing. As though we've never done it before." 800-259-9231. We've reported on the stories right here on this show. Mm-hmm. It has happened. And and when the news comes out, obviously these guys get nervous about it, so they want to keep this sort of thing quiet in the future. We'll continue with more. This is your show. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. And it's your show. You can bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The Sankle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as have done about 370 of our listeners. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn what it's all about. You'll find out that all of our website features are free, so this is above and beyond all that. It's just for those who want to help support Free Talk Live to help us get on more radio stations, which, by the way, I uh, mentioned we're going to be announcing a new station this weekend, and I expect we'll be announcing another new station the following weekend as well. Really? So it's been a very good month so far for mm-hmm. adding new radio stations. I love that stuff. Um, basically, I've got the paperwork, so it's all official. It's just that we're waiting until they actually come on board to say hello. Every radio station makes it easier to sell Free Talk Live. And every phone call you make to your local radio stations makes it easier for us to sell Free Talk Live to them, as in to sell the concept of the mm. show and get us on the air. And well, that's what I was referring to was sell advertising for Free Talk but, but that's part of what AMP is all about. Advertise, market, and promote. The idea is to get this show in front of as many radio station decision makers as possible to get as many of them to add the show to their lineups as we can do. And uh, the AMP program makes that possible by you sending in three bucks a month. It's you and a bunch of other people that are all sending in these very small dollar amounts, but it adds up for us, and it makes it so that we can compete on the same level as the big shows with the big multi-million dollar budgets. I mean, we don't have a million dollar budget, but we can look like we do, because we're just like like Neil Bortz, for instance. He Mm -hmm. buys half-page ads in Talkers Magazine. He's got over 100 affiliates. We buy half-page ads. We've got 23 affiliates. Right. So, well, you know that uh, that half-page ad is a, a grand a month to uh, yeah. do, and um, you know what? W- it depends on what your marketing plan is, but uh, your your advertising budgets would be somewhere between two percent and twenty percent of your, um, you know, incoming 
funds. So that, that's saying, you know, we're we're the we, you know we're in the big time if that's two percent, you know. Right. So this is a great way for you to get behind the show and help promote the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about it. You'll learn some of the perks that you'll get access to as well as an amplifier. That's amp. Dot freetalklive.com. Do you have more slimeball quotes from uh, Alberto <laughs> Gonzalez? I do, I do. All right. This from the Raw story. He's apparently answering more questions or <laughs> answering is uh, He hasn't been doing really a very accurate. good job of answering any questions right. in the last couple of weeks. Dodging, I guess. Mm-hmm. Slithering around. Okay, so this is uh, Representative Brad Sherman also asked Gonzalez, would it be your duty as Attorney General to make sure that their, that's the U.S. citizens, rights to habeas corpus were honored? After some hedging, Gonzalez finally agreed, yes. So, um, That doesn't mean he's doing his duty. No, no, it's, it's That's not. That's my duty. And I'm not doing it. He, and he claims that uh, you know, he, he doesn't know whether any American citizens are being held as uh, enemy combatants. He doesn't know whether any Americans are being held by foreign governments or foreign organizations mm-hmm. without access to an attorney as a result of um, rendition. You know, he just doesn't, he doesn't he's know. The, he's the top cop, but he doesn't know S. Right. I mean, you would think that having done both of these things in the past, uh, the answer would be either unequivocally yes or no. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have a policy here. It's not like asking... Um, well, his answer wasn't no. It was, I haven't thought about that. Right. right? It, it's, you're asking me a question I hadn't really thought about. Right. So, he doesn't, it's not like I don't know... Or, he doesn't say, give me a moment, let me think about what I've been told here by my uh, you know, subordinates over the right. past few weeks... Hmm, let's see, have I gotten any reports of anyone getting picked up? No, I haven't. You know, he didn't do that. He just said, okay, next question. <laughs> that's really it. And that's, that's the end of the story? That's the end of it, yeah. Okay. What a slime ball. You know, this guy is making Bill Clinton look like an angel. Remember his his answer about, well, it depends on what the definition of is is. You know that? Remember yeah. that from the 90s? Uh, this, I mean, this is even worse. Because at least in this case, in this case, we're talking about people being tortured, not somebody getting a blowjob under their desk. A little bit more serious. 1-800-259-9231. Merrill, Wisconsin, a service station that offered discounted gas to senior citizens and people supporting youth sports, has been ordered by the state to raise its prices. Center City BP owner Raj Bandari has been offering senior citizens a 2% excuse me 2 cent per gallon price break and discount cards that let sports boosters pay 3 cents less per gallon. Okay. What's wrong it's with that? It's a discount. Yeah, what's wrong it's with coupon. that? He's just trying to differentiate himself from the uh the station across the street by giving certain groups of his customers a reason to come shop at his store. What's wrong with that, huh? If you can tell me what's wrong with that, 800-259-9231. It doesn't sound any different than, uh, you know, sending a coupon to somebody's house. But the State Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection says those deals violate Wisconsin's Unfair Sales Act, which requires stations to sell gas for about 9.2% more than the wholesale price. You know, we've talked on this show about the gas crisis and, and how governments around the country, different state governments and federal government, all governments combined, the levels of taxes on a gallon of gas is usually around 50 cents a gallon. It's about right. Some lower, some higher. But about 50 cents per gallon of what you're paying at the pump is going to the government at whatever level. Compare that to approximately, you know, 15 cents, 10 to 15 cents a gallon going into the pocket of the the station owner. On a regular unleaded gallon. Right. 
and that's a huge differential. I mean, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a that's a persuasive enough point as it is. But what a shocker to find out now. We sort of already knew this was going on. It just hasn't shown up in the news a lot. But what a shocker this must be for a lot of people to find Did out. Did you that just say that um, station owner, the the station owner, in fact, got um, ten cents put into his pocket? Yeah, am I wrong about you that? You are mistaken. I? Um, it's about ten That's cents. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about ten cents that goes to the oil company. It's the station owners on a regular unleaded gallon of gas can go as low as one cent. Well, not in Wisconsin then. Because in Wisconsin, they've got a uh, markup of a 9.2% mandate over the wholesale price. I'm just telling you There's that no how, way that could be one cent. How it can be. Um, right. right. I, I'm just saying how Their low, margins are, are slim. Right. It, it, places where they don't have a fixed um, amount that they have to mark up, mm-hmm. then station owners go into competition mode. You don't want somebody going over and getting gasoline across the street when they could be getting gasoline on your side. And then if they get hungry, you know, they put the little automatic clicker thing on the gasoline. Hmm, maybe I'll go get a Snickers bar. Well, the Snickers bar is where you get your markup and you make your money. It's not on the gallon of gas. It's not on the gasoline. Gasoline is a loss leader. It's not not really a loss leader. It's darn close to a loss leader to get people into your convenience store to buy Coca-Cola for $1.50. Thank you for uh, for clarifying that. Uh, but still, there are some states that are like Wisconsin where they do have these uh, mandatory minimum sales prices, mandatory markups. Uh, and other states, they won't allow you to sell below cost. So, I mean, there's always a law. I think in every state there's a law in place severely restricting the competitive ability of these gas stations. That's you, because gas stations used to be very competitive in the pricing of their, their gasoline. And, and uh, you know, gas stations didn't want that. The powerful gas stations didn't want that. Back to Yes. What we were talking about last night. The existing gas stations didn't want the, uh, you know, they didn't want Raj Bandari at the Center City BP selling his gas for less which is what he was trying to do. And now the state has stepped in and demanded. Bondari says he received a letter from the state auditor last month saying the state would sue him if he didn't raise his prices. The state could also penalize him for each discounted gallon that he has sold with the fine determined by a judge. Bondari, who bought the station a year ago, says he worries customers will think he stopped the discounts because he wants to make more money. About 10% of his customers had actually used the discount cards. So was a pretty successful little... Uh, little promotion for him. Right. And now he's so, going to be prohibited by law now the, um, from engaging in it. This is in Minnesota or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Um, and now, apparently the line in Wisconsin is, is the reason they have this markup is so that it, uh, it it prevents the little guys from being tromped on by the big guys. Oh, really? That's that's what they say. <laughs> um, and now, now think, if you think about it for a second, yes, that allows a little guy to get uh, 9.2 cents per gallon. Um, he's 9.2% guaranteed- actually. Okay. Minimum markup. Okay, so he gets 18 cents on a $3 yeah. gallon of gas. Um, and anyway, you know, he gets a certain amount per gallon of gas, and, and it, it protects his profit margin um, from competition, which I think is wrong, period. But um, now I can see how that would be the case, that little guys would have a better chance. But wouldn't the big guys just as much not want to be compete, um, be competed with by the little guys? Sure. I mean, you know, the little guy says, well, I can make a living here. The, the big guys have all that overhead, you know, middle management, uh, corporate, or what do they go, district managers that go from store to store. The little guy doesn't have that. He manages his own place. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, who managed to get this put through? It doesn't seem like the little guy would have the lobbying ability, and it's rare in my mind that, uh, you know, Legislation for the little guy actually ever gets put through. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't know. Just um, an idea. 
you know, it's interesting when you look at government's involvement in certain industries in regards to setting prices. Mm-hmm. And, of course, government should not be involved in setting prices. Right. But if the prices are too low, then it's unfair competition. Mm-hmm. If the prices are too high, then it's gouging. gouging. <laughs> and if the prices are the same, then it's a cartel. You know, how do you win against these guys? You, you can't. You either play by whatever stupid rules they put in place, or you lose your business to a lawsuit by the Department of Agriculture, as Mr. Rajbandari is about to do, unless he gets in line with the government policy that is preventing him from giving senior citizens a discount on gas. Isn't the government supposed to be compassionate? Oh, come on. This is a perfect example of how the government is nothing more than a gang of thugs inflicting their will on business owners and individuals. Hour three's coming up. You take control. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. That's freetalklive.com. As we go straight to the phones and to Lee in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Lee. Good day. Hey. What's, what's happening? What's on your mind? Well, I was unloading a trailer full of firewood, but <laughs> um, I had a pretty interesting story. In 1983, I'd rented a shop that had a nice four-car bay repair facility, mm-hmm. but you had to pump gas because if you didn't pump gas, they tore out the pumps in six months. Okay. So that was part of the lease agreement. I see. Got it. Okay. Well, one of the lease pumps had an undersized Nozzle for regular fuel. Meaning okay. it, was smaller than the, it was smaller than the regulated size? It, well, it's 1983, so I was phasing in. And it was smaller than the recommended size for a regular, but not as small as unleaded. But if somebody had a worn-out restrictor, they could possibly dispense unleaded fuel. J- jam it in there. Yes. Dispense regular fuel into an unleaded car, right? Oh my God! Yeah, it'd be bad. It would be bad oh. for it. Now, hold on. I want to uh, real quick, Lee, Lee. Before we go on, I want to explain to um, people that are a little younger than me, yeah, like me, what regular fuel is. There was a time, and I may not know exactly what regular fuel is, but there was a time when they had this stuff, not regular unleaded which is what you get now when you get regular. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was this stuff called, it was like somewhere between diesel fuel and unleaded. So it was leaded fuel. Mm, pretty much. It had 1.2, uh, 0.012% lead in it. Got it. And that would, uh, so it's 12, not good for a car. thousandths of 1% of lead. Right. But this would be a bad thing, so the guy that checks your pumps comes around, makes sure that when you say, you know, we gave you two gallons, Mm-hmm. You actually got two gallons. Right. right. So this is, and he had a little uh, fixture that he put on the end of the pump. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's smaller it should be, but it's not as small as it needs to be. So you can't dispense out of this. Well, they're double-headed pumps. So anyway, he says, you can't use this pump until you get that fixed. So I talked to the landlord. He said, those things cost over 700 bucks. I'm not going to put one on. You put one on. So I went back and talked to the inspector dude and said, 
So if I put a padlock on that pump, then it wouldn't be used every day. Of course, you do pump readings so that you know how much you dispense mm-hmm. so you can be legal with the revenuers. Right. And uh, eight months later, I get a letter in the mail. Well, by then, the shop I wanted to rent was already up. I'm just doing repair. I'm not doing. I'm not pumping gas. I'm just doing automotive your lease, repair. Your lease was up. You'd moved on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that, I knew it was coming up. I just kind of did that for an interim thing. Right. And um, catch twenty two. You had to pump gas, and you either made three cents a gallon or you lost one cent a gallon, depending on what they did with the price. It was one of those where it's hovering between ninety eight and a dollar two. Mm-hmm. So it was constantly fluctuating. So what anyway, happened after the fact? After the fact, I get a letter from the federales. Yes. You've been caught dispensing fuel in an improper manner. Right. So somebody That's else said $10,000 a day fine times like Whoa. eight months. You owe $10,000 or $10,700,000. You weren't expecting that when you uh, got into that well, lease. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I have one kid. Why don't you just take him? <laughs> and, uh, so I went and talked wow. to my. Uh, attorney who was basically more of an accountant-type attorney. Right. Everything. He said, yeah, I'll write you a letter. He says, uh, we'll get this handled. I said, hey, tell him to go sit on it, man. We're... It's been locked. I have pump readings from August clear into uh, June mm-hmm. now. It's like... Um, well, you should have known better. I don't have a leg to stand on. You should have read all of the gasoline regulations, the to- the tomes and tomes of rules and regulations <laughs> that the federal government and the state governments have. You should ignorance of the law is no excuse, Lee. You should pay that ten million dollars. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's the sad part. I'm anyway, kidding, he writes some pretty killer letter, and they concluded they'd settle for twelve thousand dollars. Well, that's oh very God. kind of them, considering you haven't done anything. I said, well, after I pay you 275 bucks for two letters to them, uh, probably don't have $12,000. So, <laughs> he says, I'll write them another one. It's on the house if you take care of Thanks. my car. And I said, guaranteed, no problem. Right. been working on his car for five years anyway. Maybe that's why he's my attorney. But anyway, they settled that for $700. And I said, I don't want to pay him diddly. I don't owe him diddly. I haven't dispensed gas. The guy came by and says, you can't use this pump. I right. said, they cool. Just, they just think they're going to keep reducing the amount that they're looking for until you finally send them something. That's what they think. Yeah, and that's exactly what he said. He says, you've heard the old saying of it takes an act of Congress. I said, yeah. He says, this is one of those. Hmm. That's Amazing. what you mean. He says, it would literally take an act of Congress to say you owe him nothing. Where did this My end up? My suggestion is take their $700 deal. And pay me when you can, take their $700 deal, get it off your face. Wow. So this is cool. So then he calls back about uh, two and a half, three weeks later and Mm -hmm. says, oh, by the way, they have a new deal. You have to put up signs that said unleaded fuel, the way to go for the future, and a bunch of green stuff and so on and so forth. But you weren't even running the pubs. They sent me 300 brochures. Old posters. I had to put them up. Nobody ever came by and looked at them. Now, did you still have the gas pumps at this time, Lee? No, no. I was just in this a warehouse building next to a wholesale food company. Oh my god! uh, 
They wanted compliance, Mark. They, they, there's nothing compliant. Well, I, I, I tried to be a good citizen at that time, pretty much the last time I ever tried to be a good citizen, but <laughs> I, I kept bet. saying that I didn't owe them diddly. So did and you ever end up paying? Much. Did you ever end up paying anything to them? No, I paid the seven hundred. Yeah, you did. Okay, man, yeah. they, no, I they, got they just extorted you for seven hundred bucks. Of UPS and UPS delivered the brochures, and I put them out. And when I moved out of that building after the five-year lease, I still had two hundred and eighty-five of the brochures. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at that point, I decided I didn't need to play anymore. But yeah, screw that. Yeah, Great. that's so they Amazing. voluntarily reduced it. They voluntarily reduced it. I like how you put that. Oh, yeah. It was, I'm sure it was really painful for them to do that. Hey, Lee, great story, man. And, uh, well, how can you go from $10,700,000 right. to $700? Well, you can, you can because it's a completely arbitrary number. They pulled that $10 million number out of their butt just like they pulled out the $700 uh, number. You know, they just wanted to see where you'd pay up. And, uh, well, I, I kept telling him, I think we ought to hit him with like uh, 65 bucks, but, um, Guys, no, I'm thinking 700 is real good. It's what would they have done? I'm just curious. What would they have done to, to you, Lee? What would they Pardon? have done to you had you not ever paid the 700? Would they have? Uh, what, I don't what, know. What? I may never have had another child. Um, hmm. I I doubt that, but um, I really scary. don't know. I think it was just one of those things. I was 26 years old and. And just kind of uh, well, you just wanted we, to get him off your back. Help this guy, right? Lee, thank Justify you for the story. that we did something, and uh, so they they did that. There you go, bent over, and that was uh, and sure, uh, I'll get out. The guy towed the line and sent us seven hundred bucks, so it worked for them. So yep. they keep doing it. That's true. You know what, Lee? Uh, well, I'm glad you're still out now there. Now that I'm in Montana, pardon. Thank thank you for the call and thank you for the story. We appreciate it. And you know, just another business owner bent over the barrel by the government. Arbitrary fines, just because they can. That's you know, all it's about. I wonder how often they do that little trick. I mean, mm. he claimed that there, there was never he never pumped any gas through it. Right. And um, he had left, and then they gave him a letter um, later. So I mean, I wonder if somebody else pumped gas through there. I don't have any idea. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Um, but I mean, I wonder how many people get you know letters like that and just pay it. Well, yeah, you know, they know that uh, there's a certain point at which they're, they're going to ask for a certain amount of money, and it won't be worth it for him to hire the lawyer at a certain point, and it'll just, be, it'll just make more sense to pay them so they'll go away. You're, you're basically paying the gang's thugs so they'll, so they'll leave you alone. That's all that that really is. It's a gang of thugs enforcing their will on you. They're demanding cash from you, and you know it's just not worth your time to go out and try to fight this gang of thugs, so you, you pony up. That's what they're doing. That's the trick. And that's not the first or the last time that it's happened. 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sankel CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. That does include live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, two sizes to fit virtually every Internet connection. You'll find them. They're totally free. freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Libertarians in the Republican Party. Can you believe it? 
800-259-9231. We've been talking about the, uh, well, we were talking about this mandate that the state of Wisconsin has that gasoline station owners have to charge 9.2% at least above wholesale price at the pump. And there was one gas station owner who was offering senior citizens a discount because he's a nice guy and wants to get some business. Well, um, he wants to get some business, and uh, he may very well that's be a nice That's a nice thing guy. to do, though, I mean, for senior citizens. Or... I guess it's a nice thing to do for senior citizens. I've always thought it was kind of mean. Why? Well, what about me? Well, some seniors are on very restricted incomes. And, and... some aren't. I, I lived in Sarasota, Florida, where all the seniors <laughs> are very, very wealthy. All right, and all right. we all work for them. Well, this is Wisconsin. Anyway, the guy was uh, getting harassed by the, the government in order to, uh, well, more than harassed, threatened with a lawsuit if he didn't raise his prices. And so we've been just sort of talking about gas. We had Lee call in from uh, Montana, former gas station operator who uh, recounted one of his stories of dealing with the federal government, where they just basically extorted him for uh, for several hundred dollars. And now, story from uh, MSNBC, John Schoen reporting, with gasoline prices topping $3 a gallon again, a number of readers, including uh, Greg in Louisiana, are wondering about a proposed one-day gas boycott that has the goal of taking $2.3 billion in oil company profits. Aside from circulating some questionable math, organizers of this event stand exactly zero chance of having an impact on gas prices. Here's the email that uh, this gentleman received from one of his readers. Rumor has it a gas boycott will be in effect on May 15, 2007. Have you heard of this? The email stated, do not buy gas on May 15th. In April 1997, there was a gas out conducted nationwide in protest of gas prices. Gasoline dropped 30 cents a gallon overnight. There are 73 million-plus Americans currently on the Internet network, and the average car takes about 30 to $50 to fill up. If all users did not go to the pump on the 15th, it would take $2 billion out of the rich oil company's pockets for just one day. So please do not go to the gas station on May 15th, and let's try to put a dent in Middle Eastern oil industry, or in the Middle Eastern oil industry, for at least one day from Greg and Lake Charles. Now, you know, it's, it sounds very, uh, it sounds on, on its face like it, it might really show those gas people something. I don't think that it we'll would. We'll teach them a lesson. I mean, we're so, we're, we're so bound up in gasoline as it is, um, all their, you know, I, I get gas maybe once every, Two weeks or something like yeah. that. I mean, you know, I live in Keene, New Hampshire. There's nothing five more right. than five minutes away. Yeah, we do it once a month. Yeah. I, I have to replace my batteries more often than I fill my gas tank. <laughs> right. Um, you know, shut down and start up the car so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that it matters to them whether I get my gasoline on the 16th or the 15th. No, the fact is it doesn't. Uh, the fact is this is a stupid, stupid idea that is just designed to make people feel good about themselves that's all it, that's all it's going to do if you go along with this gas out protest and don't buy gas on may 15th all you'll succeed in is feeling good about yourself not that there's anything wrong with feeling good about yourself but you won't have any other effect beyond that but let's run the numbers let's actually look at the details here that's, that's what uh, john Schoen has done at msnbc spring seems to be the time of year that brings out irrational behavior in many of us he says Congress talks about balancing the budget. Chicago Cubs fans revive hopes of winning the World Series. And <laughs> no, Ameri- that is funny. And American drivers who are passionate about pump prices begin organizing a gasoline boycott aimed at sticking it to big oil. Unfortunately, even if this boycott were to live up to the hopes of its organizers, including everyone who's forwarded this email in the past few weeks, and you know who you are, it would have zero impact. None whatsoever. But before we get to the reasons why, let's do a little fact-checking. 
Let's start out with the price impact of that alleged gas out. In the first week of April 1997, the average price of a gallon of gasoline nationwide was $1.24.8. By the end of the month, the weekly average was $1.24. So it went down by .8. Okay. If there was a one-day drop of $0.30 a gallon, as the email claimed, remember, just an email... Doesn't mean it's true. No. Uh, if there was a one-day drop of 30 cents a gallon, it sure doesn't show up in the statistics compiled by the Department of Energy. We realize that many readers who are passionate about pump prices believe that this government agency is just a shill for the oil industry, ready to cover up what's really going on, but humor us just this once. Some of the other numbers in this widely circulated mail don't add up either. There are more like 200 million-plus web users in the United States, not 73 million. And the 2.3 billion daily revenue figure assumes everyone fills their tank every day, which they don't. But even if these numbers were correct, it wouldn't matter. The real problem with this idea is that as some versions of this email helpfully suggest these boycotters simply top off their tanks on May 14th or wait to fill them up May 5th or May 16th. All that does is shift sales from one day to another. Any money lost from lower gasoline sales on May 15th will be made up with higher sales on the days before and after the boycott. Mm. To have real financial impact, you'd have to figure out how to get people to keep their cars off the road for the whole day, cutting actual consumption. Of course, you'd also have to shut down ambulance service, police cars, fire trucks, delivery vans, etc., basically the entire economy of America. Well, even if you didn't shut down the trucks, I mean, even if you could just keep home the... uh the working guy, and have him ride a bicycle or a, mm-hmm. a or, or a bus. I mean, think how daunting that is. I. It's just not possible. You for might most be able people. to get. You might be able to get me to ride my bike to work. It's not too far, and right. I ride my bicycle a week at the very least several times a week um, around yeah, town. You live like a mile away. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can't imagine. How about those people with the forty-five minute commutes? Yeah, what are they going to do? They're they're going to drive. And don't forget all those other gas-powered devices. Every landscaping crew would have to take a holiday on one of the busiest days of the year. But suppose that through some magical force of nature, you managed to shut down every gasoline-powered vehicle and device for one day. Let's look at how much money would be involved and what would happen to it. Based on the current demand of about 386 million gallons a day at $3 a gallon, the total value of gasoline sold daily in the U.S. comes to almost $1.2 billion. That's a lot of jack. But that's the total retail value, the pot of money that's divvied up along the chain of oil producers, pipeline operators, refiners, wholesalers, truckers, and retailers. And the government. Yep. Let's follow the chain and see who gets to keep what. The biggest chunk of change, about 53% of the pump price of each gallon of gasoline, goes to pay for the crude oil used to make it. So in theory, $624 million of the boycott would hit the pockets of the oil producers, whether domestic or foreign. And then the rest of it, the problem with this part is that the boycotter's plan is that, just like the drivers topping off their gas tanks before and after May 15th, that refiners work off stockpiles. So if all U.S. refiners bought 624 million less crude oil on Tuesday, they could just buy a little more on Wednesday to bring their stocks back up. Even if they'd somehow canceled delivery of oil they'd already contracted to buy, any oil not delivered to U.S. refiners would be sold to other customers, you know, around the world. True, if you suddenly took 10 million uh, barrels of oil off the market for a day, you might knock the spot market price of crude down a notch, but much of the oil sold every day is priced under long-term contracts. So if your 10 million barrels went undelivered for 24 hours, you wouldn't change the price that a refiner had already paid for it. 
they paid in advance. Mm-hmm. Even if for some reason that 10 million barrels went unsold, it would still be sitting on the ground with an oil producer's name on it, ready to be sold later, possibly at a higher and more profitable price. But there's more to this story. 800-259-9231 talking about this asinine gas-out protest that's spreading around the Internet as we speak. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live and a Jim Show. You bring up what you want toll-free, 800-259-9231 at the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free, including the updates. You get signed up. We clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. Send on an update today announcing that we've got some fresh promos on our website. I, I guess some of our listeners enjoy these things. I really make them more for our radio stations to run during the daytime, but I put them up on our site so anyone can download them. They're I fun. I like listening to them. They're fun. They're they're amusing. Uh, so those are there now at freetalklive.com. And Mother's Day is this Sunday. If you haven't gotten something for mom, go to 1-800-Flowers.com and get her something nice. They've got flowers and gifts she'll love, and they'll deliver on Mother's Day. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. We're talking about this retarded idea uh, that people are apparently are spreading around all over the Internet via email and getting all excited about it. It comes up on a pretty much yearly basis. And really, it's it's one of those feel-good... I, I would have thought more often than that, but okay. It's one of those feel-good things. Uh, it's like... Like the environmentalists, you know, they, they want to feel good about the environment, so they do little, meaningless little things to, uh, you know, help themselves feel better when, in fact, they're not really doing anything, if not much of anything. And uh, that's the same thing that's going on here. In fact, MSNBC is sort of breaking down this uh, story, this the claims that the, they're making in this email that has been floating around the Internet about how, if you don't buy gas on May 15th, it'll really stick it to the oil companies. Yeah, we'll show them. You'll feel great for sticking it to the oil companies. We're going to cut into their profits and show them who's boss. When, in fact, it's just not, I mean, it's just not based in fact. It's just misinformation and it's a, it's just a bad idea, and we'll go into to why it's just a silly idea here in a few moments. But the, they're still running the numbers here, and uh, so 53 percent of the price of gas at the pump mm-hmm. approximately goes to the crude oil refiners. And he already points out that they pre-purchase all the the oil anyway, so you're not harming them. Uh, taxes, about 19% of the pump price of each gallon represents taxes. So the next big chunk of cash from a day's worth of unsold gasoline, about $228 million, would come out of the budgets of federal, state, and local governments, not oil industry profits. Since that money is used to pay for programs and purchases that have already been approved, you'll have to make up the difference by raising other taxes or cutting spending or some combination. Refining. Yeah, now, the government cutting spending. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Refining now comes the part that makers most uh, that makes most would-be boycotters see red. The refiners cut another 19% of our 1.2 billion in daily gas in uh, excuse me our 1.2 billion in daily gasoline purchases pays for the cost of making the gasoline, including the refiners' profits. That money also goes to pay refinery workers' salaries, new equipment, maintenance, and all the other costs of running a business. So just how much goes to line the oil refiners' pockets? 
According to researchers at investment firm Friedman, Billings, and Ramsey, the average profit margin for converting a barrel of crude oil into gasoline in the first quarter of this year came to about $15.75, or about 37.5 cents per gallon. In the oil patch, there are 42 gallons in a barrel. With gas prices at $3 a gallon, that's about a 12.5% margin, or about $150 million a day. Not a bad profit for a day's work. But how does that compare to what other companies make? Google and Bank of America recently reported net profits of 29%. Handbag maker Coach had a net margin of 24%. Coca-Cola reported a net margin of 21%. That's on bubbly brown water. You can't, even, run, right. you can't even drive your car on it. Of the 200 largest companies in the S&P 500 index, 82 of those 200 had profit margins higher than 12.5%, according to figures from MSN Money. So why aren't there uh, Coca-Cola boycotts? Why aren't there Bank of America boycotts? Why aren't there Google boycotts? Why is it that the oil industry gets all the attention? Why is it that they, you know, get the vitriolic emails? Is it the profits that the, the is the problem? There's nothing wrong with making profits. Well, profits help fuel future uh, future business it's investments. Because, it's because the, the oil companies and the uh, car companies, they've been in bed with the government for so long, and they've forced this stuff down our throats. Mm-hmm. That's why we're. That's why people are upset. I mean, you know, the 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 oil companies have taken our, you know, taken our tax money for exploration. Um, right. you know, the automakers were largely involved in all the sure. in the uh, the interstate, uh, you know, situation. Basically, we've been we've been born into a world where if you want to get around, you have to drive a car, and if you want to drive that car, you have to buy gasoline. So freedom and gasoline are equated. And, you know, the, the oil companies are putting a price on our freedom. I'm not saying it's the oil companies, um, you know, I mean, you have the choice of not being And it's a reasonable around. price, if you ask me. I think it's a reasonable price, too. I think there's worse things that have... Uh, are we on? I, I think we've lost our uh, Let's not our go. network connection. So, answer, you're hearing the modem connect there in the background as we await the return of the network. I'm not quite sure how long we were down for. But we were down. Okay. I don't have any idea where we're at. But I know that uh, the American people also a great deal are not upset yet. about. We're not live yet. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Technical difficulties here in the studio. We're still working on getting our ISDN line fixed. So apologies for that. We're talking about gasoline, uh, Mark. You want to just quick recap uh, last thirty seconds? Yeah, well, I was just saying that uh, Americans have sort of equated in their mind uh, gasoline and freedom. You know, the the automakers were uh, largely uh, in, in the the conspiracy to uh, interstate America with Eisenhower. You know, he wanted mm-hmm. to be able to move uh, military stuff around. Um, you know, they. The government uh, is in Amtrak. It, it, you know, Americans would be, uh, we would get things more cheaply, and gas would be worth, would cost less if we still had trains. But unfortunately, the, you know, the 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 railroad companies, they got in bed with the government and it killed them off because they weren't able to. So the government ended up taking over um, basically all the railroads. There's a few private railroad companies left, but you know, not enough to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So Americans feel forced. To buy gasoline, it's either that or stay at home and not be free. So, right. I do well, think that's... that the price of a ga- uh, gallon of gas is, you know, pretty competitive to what it's been all along. All, all things considered, I mean, there's inflation going on, and that's a major factor in the pay increase isn't, in price. Pay hasn't gone up a great deal in the last six years, right? 
Uh, the retailers bear the whole, the brunt of the pump price range. They actually get the smallest piece of your gasoline dollar. About 9% of the retail pump price pays for distribution and marketing, which includes the cost of shipping gasoline to wholesalers who take a cut and then ship it to your local gas station. Very little of the retailer's cut goes back to oil companies. Something like 80% of the gasoline consumed in the United States is sold by 112,000 convenience stores, according to the National Association of Convenience Stores. Even though they may display an oil company logo, less than 3% of U.S. gas stations are owned by a major oil company. After factoring in all expenses, including credit card fees, the average retail profit Profit per gallon is roughly one cent, according to the National Association of Convenience Stores. Some stores lose money on gasoline to boost foot traffic to the store and increase sales of soda and chips. And by the way, that's who you're really hurting when you go and do your little gas out protest Mm -hmm. on May 15th. The oil companies, even if your gasoline protests were to have some sort of an effect, and it's very clear that it won't, but even if it did... the the amount of money they'd lose would be a drop in the proverbial bucket as far as their year-long profits are concerned. And uh, the the people you're really hurting are those gas station owners and the employees of those gas stations who are not corporate slaves. They're not mm-hmm. you know connected to these oil companies in any way besides the fact that they're their wholesale providers. And uh, so if you don't go and buy gas from your local gas station, it lessens the chance that someone's going to that you're going to walk in and buy a, you know, a moon pie or walk in and buy a big old big gulp soda or something like that where they really make their money. And if you're not at the station to buy gas, why the hell are you going to go to the station in the first place? It's very unlikely that you will. Right. You're not going to. Chances are good. You're not just going to stop off and use the convenience store aspect without getting gasoline. So, uh, so really, this whole thing is just pointless. Um, he says, if it if it makes you feel better, go ahead and drive by the gas pumps on May fifteenth. But don't kid yourself into believing it'll do anything to stick it to big oil. Why not instead make May fifteenth Fuel Economy Awareness Day, urging drivers to check the mileage they're getting and review suggestions for improving it. Better yet, make May fifteenth a Shop for a Higher Mileage Car Day, because the only way we're going to have an impact on demand and price is to reduce the amount of gasoline per- consumed per person. And the best way to do that is to improve the efficiency of cars on U.S. roads. If you doubled your average mileage, then you'd cut consumption in half. But everything else is just a feel-good measure to make Americans feel like they're doing something, when in fact, they're not doing anything. More on the way. Corey's call. Your calls as well about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. If you make it now at 800-259-9231, the uh, SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. So we do ask you voluntarily support the show by buying some of our merchandise. We've got very cool Free Talk Live uh, gear. We've got brand new items that are in the pre-order phase right now, including the hottest selling item ever, the Free Talk Live 2-gigabyte multi-gadget. We're limiting the edition on these to 100 and uh, last time I actually I haven't gotten sales update recently, but we were close to 50 a couple weeks ago. So time's running out on those. Get over there to store.freetalklive.com. Take a look at the details. You'll find out that it's a 2 gigabyte MP3 player. It is also a flash drive, a voice recorder, and an FM tuner as well. Uh, if I if I could have, I would have put an AM tuner in there. They just didn't offer it as an option. Yeah, it'd be nice. So uh, there's that for less than 60 bucks. There's the brand new Free Talk Live hoodies. We got two styles: the zippered and pullover styles. The Free Talk Live ladies T-shirt, which was in high demand. Also, the Free Marketeer T-shirt, Free, uh, Free Talk Live beanie cap, the new version, 
as well as the Free Talk Live lighter bottle opener combo. Take a look at those and all of our other items at store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and talk to Corey in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Corey. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Um, just wanted to just want to talk about Ron Paul and, and uh, this Liberty card. Um, first off, Ron Paul, if you don't know, there are a lot of Yahoo groups out there. Um, if you went to yahoogroups.com and typed in Ron Paul and the initials of your state, you can actually get hooked up with other people in your state to do, you know, local activism if you if you want to to do that or other activities. Yeah, I, I've um, noticed that. I've noticed I've, I'm on several of these, and and you know, I've got a quite a, quite a little bit of show prep off of them, and and I like being on them. Are you really yeah, I mean, are you really linked in with the Ron Paul campaign, Corey? You're a pretty active guy. I I am I I'm with the Minnesota uh, group. I'm on the RLC list as well as LP list. Do they have a? Oh, that's it. I was going to say, do they have a plan to expand his website at all? Because it, it's really basic, and I think it could use some links to things like you're talking about to you know to help get people uh, more interactive with the campaign. I mean, it, it's got some stuff on it, but but not very much. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I'm not really connected to the campaign itself, right. but I'm connected to a lot of the grassroots people, and that's that's what's going on with these Yahoo groups. Is that you might get, um, you know, if you get the Daily Digest, you can get about 20 emails on, on all sorts of things like polls that are going up or activities or um, fundraisers or whatever it might be, um, you can get uh, clued into what's going on because the media is, is is definitely not talking about Ron Paul as much as they should be. Right. And uh, so, and, and then the, um, the other thing about that too is that, you know, in the case that Ron Paul does not make it, you know, we, we, we have to start looking again at, at, I think, the Libertarian Party, not to forget that there are principal candidates out there, and I'm not going to vote for Mitt Romney. I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Heck no. You know, we, no. You know, and, and it would be a much better uh, idea to have. You know, I'm kind of more of an independent libertarian now that I think about it. I'm not with any one particular party, but I'm more with candidates and more with ideas. That's the way to go. And, yeah, and I think that that's what we should be. I still I still am a supporter of the LP, and I'll support. And I've donated to Ron Paul as well. And I think people who are critical of um, of Ron Paul, you know, from the Libertarian Party side, I think should just start thinking more independent and thinking how how is the best way we can achieve liberty. And I think yeah. that at this time, I think it's Ron Paul. And if he loses, then you know, let's go back to the LP and let's let's really get a good candidate. I would say most um, LPers must think that. I would hope so, but there are still those party adherents that are There's just some... as, you know they're just as mindless as those people that refuse to vote outside of the Democratic Party and refuse to vote outside of the Republican Absolutely. Party. It's just that same mindless uh, adherent mentality that just needs to go away. I'm with you, Corey. I say I put my support behind whoever's doing liberty the best, whether it's Ron right. Paul or somebody from the Libertarian Party or somebody calling themselves an independent or someone calling themselves a member of the Democrat- Democratic Freedom Caucus. Whoever's doing liberty most effectively gets my support. That's the way it should be done. Yep, and that ties into something I want to go into is that is I heard someone on your show yesterday who wanted to know what to do, and I, I've got something that I created. Um, I'm an amplifier. I've been an amplifier since the beginning, and I have an av- advertiser with the show. Yes. And I have another way to amp the show, another way to promote liberty. Um, I would get in conversations with people all the time, and, I, and I, I'd mention Free Talk Live or LouRockwell.com or other places where people get get information. Mm-hmm. And I'd always like fumble around with a piece of paper and pen and say, you know, go out and do this, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, after a while, I, I figured, you know, I, I need to make a card, something that's really it really shows. 
lot of good links, has the political quiz, so I came up with the Liberty Card, and I'm advertising it right now uh, um, with you guys. But if people go to libertycard.org, they can find out more information about it. It's educational. It gives people that are new to the message of liberty a chance to go and look at uh, websites like Lou Rockwell, Free Talk Live, Downsize DC, Cato Institutes, Advocates for Self-Government, and a bunch of others. Right. And I also put on I also put on the the, uh, the Republican Liberty Caucus, Libertarian Party, and Democrat Freedom Caucus because I want people to start thinking that there are you know all of these organizations. Not just from the Republican Party or Democrat Party. Right, this is a big movement. The Liberty Movement uh, is bigger than the Libertarian Party. It spans a swath of uh, not just those other two parties, the uh, the Republican uh, Liberty Caucus and Democratic Freedom Caucus, but it's outside of that as well. It it includes apolitical people. It includes people that you know been burnt out on politics that don't like any of the the politician types of the political parties. This is a huge movement. I think you're really doing a good job with this product. It's a lot of information um, that you can give somebody, and you can give it very efficiently. It's also um, it's like a business card as opposed to say a credit card or anything. It's it's kind of a shiny business card. Is that right? Yeah, it's just a business card size, very easy to keep in your wallet. Right. And whenever I talk to people, I just hand them that. I, I went out to a tax rally. I went to John Stossel's event. I, hand, I had a, another guy with me. We handed out a couple hundred of them. Right. I mean, it's it's a great way to meet other people that are. Somewhat like-minded, you know, gun rallies, anti-war rallies, tax rallies, uh, outreach booths, whatever. I mean, the Internet's great, but I think face-to-face interactions with people that you know, you know, word of mouth is is really huge. And um, another thing real quick is that Free Talk Live listeners get free shipping. Um, also, amplifiers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do something special for the amplifiers. If you're an amplifier, you get absolute free shipping for 100 cards. So just email me. Um, and I can I can hook you up with that. Just give me your address, and I'll, yeah, and you I'll know, send you a hundred free cards. All of them, oh, that's awesome. All of them are very very. Um, it's it's very affordable. I mean, when you're talking about uh, getting a hundred cards, it's seven bucks. I mean, it's not like uh, it's any big deal to get these cards. So, um, you know, I'd encourage people to at least yeah. try it out. If you want to, if you want people to listen to Free Talk Live, if you want to um, spread the word of liberty, this is a way a person can do it individually. I, I you know what, I I should get some of these for my wallet because I carry around the uh, the the political quiz cards; those are also in a business card size. Style. Right, I have one in my uh, phone. My but they're trio. not they're not glossy. They're not you know they're not spiffy or anything like that. They're just kind of basic, and they don't have yeah, a website. When I, when on I them. handed when I handed these out, I actually had people come up to me and say, "Give me some more of those," and they were like very like you know enthusiastic to right. see some cards that had you know pro liberty messages on them. And uh, so, and the other thing too is that I also do custom cards. So if you're a Ron, Ron Paul supporter and you want to do your own cards, I can do those. That's great. Free state project cards, whatever. You're a great activist, Corey, card. and, uh, yep, and keep up the card. good work. Yes, sir? Yep, libertycard.org, and thanks, thanks for you guys uh, doing the show day in and day out. So. Thank you for the call, and we appreciate all the efforts. You know, this is uh, Corey is just one of the super activists that's out mm-hmm. there. Just, he's he's been involved with the Libertarian Party for a long time, uh, and and as he pointed out, he's been a Free Talk Live amplifier from the very earliest of uh, points. Like as soon as we set up the program, he came on board, and I know he'd come to me actually just personally with this sort of idea before he even came out with it. 
And, you know, he was talking about having, like, a free talk live card that we could offer on our website. Mm-hmm. And you know how I am, Mark. I've got 50 things going right, on at just, once. I said, <laughs> I said, you know, it's a great idea, Corey. I don't know if I can help you with well, it. I don't know. That's what, that's so he of, went out and did it on his own, Right, well, that's what you tell all of us to do. If, if any of us have an idea with free talk live, I, I mean, and, and I pretty much, you know, I have to say the same thing. But anybody who's sort of on the show peripherally, whether it's co-hosts or people that, um, you know, care about the show, mm-hmm. it's like, if you want to do it, take care of it. I just I I, I I can't you can't right so too, um, we're too busy my whole day is free talk live but I think it was cool that he wasn't dissuaded by the fact that I was busy doing my thing here yeah. with free talk live and he didn't say oh well free talk live doesn't want to be involved screw this mm-hmm. you know forget this idea and uh, he went out put the thing together and then he came here to promoted on free talk live he's running he's one of our pre-recorded advertisers mm-hmm. um, right. it, our advertiser is advertising us on their product. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and some other great organizations like Downsize DC, uh, like uh, the Free Market News Network, Lou Rockwell, and as he mentioned, the LP, RLC, and the DFC. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, it's a brilliant device. LibertyCard.org. All right. We are done for tonight here, Mark. Returning tomorrow night for the Friday night edition, of course, Julia will be joining us. We'll be talking about a, uh, a disturbing story. I think a story that's going to disturb a lot of people. It's going to be one of those defending the undefendables stories. Uh-oh. It's, uh, it's about this new phenomenon out there on the Internet called virtual child porn. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, it beats the pedophi- pedophilia interview we did that one time. <laughs> oh, that we'll be awful. back. You can join us tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.